we're in a series called Go Love. Love. Very good. You're with me still. So Go Love. And uh, as a church, you know, like I said earlier, we're a community following Jesus and we're learning to love. That's our direction. That's what we want to become. And uh, and to do this, and, and as a part of what love is, love, the first week we said love sees. Love sees people, not problems. Love sees people, not inconveniences. Um, being in Cairo, what's something that, that God has, uh, has taught you and, and helped you to see people in a different way? Give us just one example of, of that. Yeah, so um, often in the Christian church, we talk about having callous knees, yeah. about s- spending so much time in prayer that, you know, your knees are calloused. And, and I've never in all of my history of the church met anybody with callous knees. But every day I'm confronted uh, by thousands upon thousands of Kyrenes who have calloused foreheads because of prostrating themselves in prayer wow. five times a day. Yeah. And when you see uh, that level of devotion, um, that level of, of seeking after God, and then we have scriptures that say, seek me with all of your heart, and, and you recognize sometimes your pursuit isn't anywhere near their pursuit. Hmm. And it, it, it's challenging. Yeah. 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 So it sees people differently. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So love moves you in that direction. Love helps us to see people. We, we talked about the Good Samaritan and how easy it is for us to see inconveniences along the path of our life because we're moving so quickly. And, and how love, when it shapes us and it transforms us, it drives us to see people in situations where we oftentimes would see a problem. Uh, the second thing we said was that love doesn't just see, but, but love then sacrifices. Love makes a decision to, 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 to bring the other person's needs and wants ahead of our own. Now, you do that just by the fact that you've moved uh, to Cairo and you've kind of left the comforts of, of beautiful Alabama where you were uh, for many years. Uh, talk about that idea of sacrifice and how, how love sacrifices. Yeah, so we're full-time engaged in all kinds of different ministries, but the way that we have also felt wired within our life and our family experience is that we needed to engage our kids' schools. And then wherever they were going to be in school, we were going to be engaged. Mm. And we were going to go more than just what was required in the job of ministry but we were going to serve our kids' schools in whatever capacity we could do that, whether that's field trip chaperone, uh, volunteering at an event, uh, but especially like in the PTO. I just finished my 15th year as a PTO officer. I am in so school. sorry. Uh, and <laughs> what that has done is that has opened doors for international ministry of a different kind. Because mm-hmm. in our kids' school, there are more than 50 different nationalities. Wow. And so when we engage our kids' school as you know, helping and loving from the first day uh, that we arrived, we did a welcome event for all the new families coming into Cairo before their kids went into school on our own. It just was a serendipitous, uh, amazing story. And as that happened, um, and as we opened up our home to 70 different people who came in from literally all over the world, the school the next day said, that was amazing. Will you be our welcome committee? And so for since that time, we're also the welcome committee. And so it's not just what we're called to do, but it's going that extra step and going a little bit further. And it's opened up so many different doors because we were willing to give a little bit further. Yeah. Robin last week um, got to share and talk about 
uh, this, this concept of when love sacrifices, there's, there's some pain involved when you have to give up something, right? But there's also a great amount of joy that comes from that in that connection, like what you're talking about. And then what we're going to talk about today, and, and then I'll let him off the hook, is this concept that, um, that love continues. Like love sees, love sacrifices, but then love, love continues. And um, it, is, it really is for us uh, an honor to partner with you because of the continuing work that you do there, but also um, because we're, we're all in the same family, you know, and, and uh, we see you as an extension of the ministry of McDowell, that you're not just in, on a silo, on an island doing your own thing, but we, we want that partnership. We value that, and uh, we're so thankful for the continued work. So can we just say thank you to, to thank Ken you. Thank you all. for all his work there? Yeah. Thanks. And he had no idea I was going to have the next service. You might want to stick around because I might have him preach the whole thing. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. So yesterday morning, um, many of you, I, I've told you this before. I get up kind of early, and uh, and Robin's been getting up earlier and earlier. We we are you know five five thirty kind of people. So we were up early yesterday. And my wife, uh, Robin, recorded like 15 different editions of the royal wedding and stories about the royal wedding. So at 5.15 when you're up, you might as well watch the royal wedding. And so she turned on the TV and, and so we had the TV on and we watched the, I watched the entirety of, of the royal wedding. Now, how many of you watched the royal wedding? Anybody? Wow. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. There, there was a lot of tradition, and uh, it, was, it was fun to watch all the tradition and the, and the different things that they do, to hear commentators uh, who were talking about the, the structures and the history and the, and the picture of, of, of the, you know, the prince and, and, and Meghan Markle, who's from the United States. It was just a beautiful thing to watch. And so as, you know, she comes down the aisle, it's beautiful. There's a lady singing an operatic voice. I would try it, but I would hurt many different ears in the room. She's, she's kind of singing, and, and Megan comes down the aisle, and he sees her, and he tells her she's beautiful and takes the veil over her head, and uh, they do the vows. And then they handed it off to a preacher from the United States. <laughs> now, I... This, I, I could not believe what was happening in, in the royal wedding because everything was so very still and perfect. And they kept, when, when this preacher, uh, Michael Curry, took over, he did not stay very still behind the podium that they gave him. And he moved and he looked and he talked and they kept scanning to the, the royal family. And the royal family's face was like, what is going on in the cathedral today? And here's the deal. He preached. And if you haven't seen it today, go and, and watch the royal wedding, at least this 13-minute segment of Michael Curry bringing the word. And, and I want you to hear just a couple of his, his thoughts. I was going to actually pray, play the whole sermon um, but I decided not to do that. He's, he's talking about Jesus, and he said that, that Jesus did not earn um, some kind of honorary doctorate for dying. He wasn't getting anything out of it. He sacrificed his love for the good of others, for the well-being of the world, for us. That 
is what love is. And I'm like, this is what we're talking about for this month. Like Michael Curry has been listening to our services, and I, I didn't even know it. This is what love is. It's about sacrificing, seeing people and sacrificing. And then he continues and he says, think and imagine a world when love is the way. Because when love is the way, we actually treat each other like we're family. Come on, church. This, this is exactly what we've been talking about the world needing today. In, in a divided world, in a world that likes to hold our politics and our opinions so strongly that we begin to dehumanize the other side to the fact that I, don't, I can't even look at you as a human. No, no, no. When love is the way, we actually treat each other like we're family, like a good family, not a dysfunctional family, like good family. <laughs> when love is the way, we know down deep, we know down deep that God is the source of all life. Like the fact that you have breath, the fact that I have breath today is a picture of, of the Father who has breathed his spirit into us. It's the source of all life. We're all brothers and sisters. And, and, and he kept going. He, he, like he, I kept thinking he's got to be done. He's like, they're not, somebody's going to get up. The, the, like the royal army is going to come up and just nudge him to the side. But it never happened. He just kept preaching. And he talked about Martin Luther King Jr. And, and then he said this, that, that when love is the way, I love when, when speakers paint pictures. When love is the way, the earth becomes a sanctuary. The earth, the whole earth becomes a sanctuary. Everywhere, everything. When love is the way, we will lay down our swords and shields down by the riverside to study war no more. He said, what love does, what love does is it sacrifices the self for the good of others. Love sees the value and respects every human being regardless of where they've been and where they've come from. This man, uh, Reverend Michael Curry, uh, is the descendant of slaves from the antebellum South. And he preached about what happens when God's love and grace and mercy and Holy Spirit moves into us and changes the way that we see and do life all around us. He said, love is the most powerful force in the world. And to that I say, amen. Love is the most powerful force in all of the world. And he said, and if you need an example of that, he said, look at this picture of this, this couple right here. They fell in love and everybody showed up. <laughs> the world showed up. Like two people fall in love and you spend crazy amounts of money to celebrate that love. But this, the, like the the, the, the love between two people is just a glimpse of the heavenly love of your Father who is coming after you with everything that He is. Now, one of our challenges, one of my challenges in American Christianity is that we oftentimes see love as just a project when we talk about loving others or loving our neighbors. And if you miss everything else today, 
This last week that we talk about love and, and this emphasis of going to love everyone always, um, don't miss this, that, that, that love is not a short-term project, but rather it's a lifelong pursuit that none of us fully get to. I mean, we, we, we never arrive and we're like, now I am a loving human being. No, we're becoming love over time. We're becoming something, but it is a lifelong pursuit. It's not a destination that we arrive at. It's not a project that we walk away from. It's this, it's this lifelong pursuit. And so we might ask the question, then why do we do projects? Why do we do mission projects or outreach projects? Why do we go to the Mana House? Why do we go to you, Mom? Why do we bring water bottles? Why do we do projects if that's not what love is? Because projects, mission, outreach projects, they are the training grounds we put ourselves into training grounds so that love becomes that natural response in our everyday life. So when I, you know, I, I was an athlete in high school, much better in my mind than in reality. <laughs> and every day at practice, especially uh, football practice, I was, I was a quarterback and we ran the same play every day, 14 and 15 veer. We ran it again and again. It was a triple option. It was just this simple step, right? And we practiced it way too much. And I, finally, I just said to our coach, I, I think we have it. Like, we've got it down. And he said, no, 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 no. You have it down in practice. I want it to become so much a part of who you are that you don't even have to think about it anymore. That it just becomes, when you know it, it just becomes part of your steps on the field. That you just do the 14 and 15 veer thing because that is the base of our entire offense. If you can do that, you can do any, the rest of our offense. We, we do mission projects, outreach projects. We put ourselves in, in places so that our worldview becomes shaped in a way that honors God and so that our natural response in the world, when we come face-to-face -face with oppression, when we come face-to-face -face with hatred, our natural response is not to buck up and prove ourselves, but our natural response is now to, in turn, do what? Love, right. See, projects aren't the point. Now, God uses those projects in, in incredible ways. Uh, doing what we do with, with the Mana House, Yuma, all those different things, incredible opportunities for us to, to do some practical things. But what it does on our end is it's not about we've done some good things. Like McDowell, we're a good church now because we did some projects for a month. No, it's about putting ourselves in positions where the world begins to look differently. And when something happens, I react in a way that displays love rather than my humanness. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the passage that I want us just to focus on just for a couple minutes this morning is found in the book of John. So John was one of the writers of the stories of Jesus. He was, he was one of the ones who spent a lot of time with Jesus and... Um, John is telling the story about what Jesus does the night he is arrested, the, the, the night before he's, he's crucified. And the way he sets up this entire chapter, uh, he does it with this, that Jesus loved his disciples during his ministry on the earth. And now he loved them to the very end. 
It's an interesting phrase to use in Scripture. So Jesus, in the time that he spent on earth, and, and maybe, you know, 33 years is what a lot of scholars say, maybe those three years of actually doing ministry. So during those years, he, like, he loved his disciples. And then John wants us to see, but now he chose to love them because love continues. He chose to love them to the very end. Even though he knew that the path he was about to walk, the journey that he was about to walk was going to be the most painful thing he had ever experienced, that he would willingly lay down his life, he would literally be nailed to a cross. Love, the natural response, love for those continued to the very end. When, when, when Jesus... And it wasn't just for his disciples. When Jesus hung on that cross, uh, some of the words that he spoke, Father, forgive them for they, they don't know what they're doing. They know not what they do. Yeah, they, they don't know what they're doing. His love was, was he was so full of that, that kind of love that even those who, who would put him to death, the example that he gave us was to, to speak life. Father, forgive them. Don't hold this against them. That evening with his disciples, he, to love them to the, to the very end, he, he, he took up the role of a servant and he knelt, knelt down in front of each one of his disciples and he washed their feet. Now for us, that's like, okay, so, you know, his best friends, 12 guys in a, in a room, he washed their feet, no, no, no biggie. Um, what if you knew, what if, what if you knew that, that the person that you were kneeling in front of was going to be the one to betray you for some money? Could you wash, could you wash that person's feet? Would you maybe just wash half of their feet? <laughs> Would you squeeze a little bit harder just so they know that you know? Like, I, you know, I know, and I want you to know. I know. No, no, Jesus, because he loved them to the end, he was willing to take up the, the place of a servant to sacrifice, to see them as people, sacrifice, and to continue with them to the very end. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful picture that John paints for us to see what love looks like? What does it look like to journey with, with people the long, the long haul? Paul, uh, at the end of Galatians, is talking to Christians who are trying to figure out how do we live this life. And he says to them, you know, journey together, bear one another's burdens. He actually says that, like, like bear one another's burdens, which means, like, take those things that weigh others down and put them on your own back and carry those things. Like, journey with each other. Then he says, let's not get tired of doing good. Like, we don't come to a point and we're like, okay, I've done enough. That's, that's it. That's the line. I'm, I'm done. It's a project. No, no. Let's not grow tired of doing good. Anytime we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Um, the, the book uh, Bob Goff wrote uh, that talks about love and he, he, he writes this, if, if you get near uh, the, the middle of the book, he, he writes this, that loving the way Jesus did either changes everything in us or it changes nothing. It can't just change a couple of things, but it can change a couple of things at a time, which is kind of confusing. I was like, did you go back and edit this? Because you could have 
But anyway, loving the way Jesus did either changes everything in us or it changes nothing. It, it can't just change a couple of things, but it can change a couple of things at a time that moves us in a certain direction. And then his question is the question that I, I would love for, for us just to chew on for the next few minutes as we, as we worship and um, as we close our time together today. If you want to become love, so this is directly to you, to me. If you want to become love, not just do love, like not just do a project, but if you want to become people of love, if you want to become love, what will it change for you? Like what needs to change for you to, to become love? We're going to sing um, a song just to, to pull our time to a close. And as we, as we sing this song, um, there's this cross here that represents this divine um, intersection between our, our greatest brokenness, our sin, the struggles that we have, and God's love, his grace, his mercy, his peace, and his hope. And so maybe during this time, um, you want to slip up and, and write a note and just put it on the cross. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's a confession. Maybe it's an answer to that question, like what needs to change for me? Maybe it's just writing down, God, this needs to change in my life. Um, the way I view other people, the way I talk to other people, my impatience, um, my pride, like this needs to change if I am to become love, my selfishness, my desire to please everyone else. I'm trying to get as many as possible in as examples. Like this is what we all struggle with, right? So maybe it's you coming to recognize and putting that on the cross and saying, God, I need your strength to overcome this weakness in my life. Uh, there's candles in the back of the room and light represents God's presence in the Bible. And so maybe you've come into this place today feeling completely disconnected from God. We want to give you space to light a candle and just ask God's presence to be with you. There's communion in some different places, and maybe you want to be reminded of his sacrifice, what love really looks like. There's communion here. There's communion back on this side and here. In the far back of the room is uh, just an area where somebody can pray for you. Maybe you just need someone to pray over you today. Just you slip back and just mention your name and somebody will pray for you. If you are to become love, not just in a project, not just for the short term, not just as something you should do, but if you were to become love, what would, what would need to change in your life? Where does the journey need to take you? Let's stand together and um, let's just sing and respond in any ways that you need to respond. God, you are a good God, full of grace and mercy and hope and love and this picture of Jesus who loved to the very end. I pray that you would, um, I pray that your spirit would fill us just as it did Christ, that you would give us a vision of the people around us, help us to see people, give us the ability to sacrifice, help us to journey on, to continue, to love to the very end.